continue to to stay close to it and to watch. Um, I think it's you start you start to see it more in, in the media and, and you start to see it more. Um, I guess becoming more 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 urgency around companies to act and to um, to make changes um, all the way through their supply chains and you know, it starts with the Unilevers and the, the big companies out there. You read their sustainability reports and they're making huge investments how they go about business and um, there's kind of no 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 escaping it I think every um, you know business has to look at uh, what they're doing and, and find ways to be more efficient and sustainable because um, you know, climate change is real we're seeing weather patterns change and and um, these create risk uh, they create risk for large companies uh, disrupting their supply chain and get product to market welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. My name is Chris Thompson, your host of the show and the head coach of the Student Works Management Program. This is a show dedicated to young and ambitious entrepreneurs and ultimately the leaders of tomorrow. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you create the future you know you deserve. Let's get started. Hey, leaders, we've got a great guest for you today. Sean Larmond has had an incredible career, a, a sales career. He's focused in a lot of uh, different areas. Um, he, uh, we have a great conversation about the whole green space. And, and uh, you know, he uh, was, was trying to push through a bunch of uh, groundbreaking um, green technology, uh, you know, across North America for a number of years and had a whole lot of impact. Um, and then recently, he's joined Purelater, um, and you know, learning about you know uh, the, the the power of that organization, and and again, you know, career wise, what it means to be working in a large organization like that, serving other you know huge huge companies like he does, like 3M, large and other industrial and healthcare Fortune 500 businesses. So I know you're really going to enjoy this podcast. Um, again, if you have anything, please reach out to me at chris at leaderspodcast.ca. If you know of any powerful leaders looking for an opportunity for personal growth and development, please send them along our way, either to our podcast or to, uh, to, to, to me directly and to Student Works. I hope you have a fantastic day. Thanks so much. So, Sean, uh, thank you so much for joining the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast today. Really appreciate you uh, taking time out of your busy schedule. Absolutely. Thanks, Chris, for having me on. Oh, that's fantastic. So, so Sean, tell me what you were like before our program. Um, you know, for, for me, I was, you know, I was really focused on sports uh, at the time. I, I spent a lot of time playing hockey growing up all through, through high school and uh, didn't really know a lot about business and and. I didn't grow up in a in a, in a, in a family of um, um, owners, and it was, it was very curious. Very curious. Um, I really felt that you know it was kind of an avenue to a more more fuller life, and and um, you know that that was uh, that, that was kind of me early on, you know. And and but but one unique trait I had early on was just you know self development. You know, I read a lot of books. And in fact, rich dad, poor dad was was a big one, and just you know, trying to, um, you know, feed that inner kind of drive for, for growth and development early on. Oh, that's great. That's great. So even before, even before our program, you were looking at, you were reading self-development books. So that's awesome. I, I was, yeah. 
Sadly uh, enough, that during uh, high school, I, I, I was. Yeah. Well, that's no, that's that's wonderful, and certainly something that we really recommend, and a lot of our operators really, you know, get involved um, as 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 you know, there there really is they're swimming in a sea of self development and and an interest in developing themselves and seeing themselves as bigger people moving forward. So. So, Sean, looking back, what was your biggest frustration as a teenager, you know, before you got started in business? Right. I, I would say, um, you know, income limitations. Um, okay. I spent a number of years working at a, a golf course, you know, working on a maintenance crew. And I found um, the harder I worked, the uh, more money I made for someone else. Um, right. You know, my, my income never changed. That really stood out for me. Uh, I really felt there was probably more I could be doing. Uh, a bigger impact I could have um, you know, beyond just income. So, so that was a frustration. And I think back to my original point, I didn't have a lot of uh, people around me to kind of, uh, learn about business and entrepreneurship. So maybe you're lacking some role models early on. Okay. And, and you know, really that's, that's why you know, the summer management program jumped immediately. Getting a university, uh, when a clipboard was going around, I, I kind of jumped on it right away without hesitation. I thought this is the perfect fit for me. This is what I'm looking for to get exposed to. And uh, kind of uh, immediate uh, traction for me. Awesome, awesome. And so, Sean, what, what do you still rely on from the program? Um, I, I'd say a, a few things. Uh, certainly work ethics, the big one. I think, um, you know, getting through that first year of student work is a huge feat. Right, more work than you could have ever kind of planned for, and um, you know, and then coming back a second and third year, you, you really you develop a, kind of a unique skill set. Everyone gets exposed to that. Um, so, well, I've 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 really that's served me all times in my career, and the larger um, roles I've taken on and, and, and risks I've taken. Um, I felt confident pursuing them because of the work ethic. I, I'm not afraid of hard work and. Um, you know, I really developed that early on. Work. Um, I think a, another one for me would just be my belief system. It really did did um, create some good belief student work. I think going into the program, you know, I wasn't sure if, if um, you know I have what it takes, if it's if it's the right fit for me. And um, but again, you know, doing it for for three years, uh, over three years, um, you know, it, it really um, kind of gave me that real life learning. Um, that that social network, um, that that confidence, just uh, um, stop questioning uh, my, my my abilities, and, and just kind of um, you know, if I, if I can I can take on this level of a challenge early early on in life that uh, I'm ready to take on similar ones uh, over and over again throughout my career. Yeah, and, and you've really you've really shown that you know as your as your career has developed. Uh, you know, one of the other things as well that I it, it seems to me, Sean, that you really took from the program is you really have a a whole lot of uh, student works friends who are who are still still your friends. Maybe you can speak to that. Yeah, uh, there are a number of alumni um, that I'm, I'm still connected with. You know, two of them were at my wedding party. Um, a few more in the actual wedding. So um, close friends, uh, people I connect in with. You know, it's um, I'd say it's an it's an invaluable resource to have like-minded people um, in your life that you share experiences with, bounce ideas off, you know, key decisions in my career, you know, I often reach out to them, um, multiple people from that network um, before making a decision. 
um, just to kind of get their feedback because again we, we think alike and, and their, their, their opinions matter so um, you know, that that's that's a, a huge takeaway from the program I don't see um, you know I see it continuing throughout, throughout my career yeah no no it's 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 one of those really huge huge things and, and I know you know although I'm the you know the head coach and of, of the program and and uh, but but for me I also was originally an operator and those um, those friendships that I have from me being an operator are still just alive and well. I was just, you know, got a text from one of my, one of my best friends from the program who, who was just sharing, you know, pictures of a wedding. Uh, and it, you know, I know thousands of miles away. So, so that his daughter got married and I just, it just wasn't able to work in my schedule, but, but anyhow, just, just that connection, that, that, that shared vision um, of someone who, who want to create a really big life is really helpful to have those people in your life, you know, and I know, I know, I know the, uh, uh, the level of success of a bunch of the, the group that you, you know, hung out with is really, really huge. And, and, and obviously that's a really helpful thing to go, Hey, they're doing it. I can do it too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, so t- tell me about your career progress, uh, Sean. Yeah, for me, it's, it's kind of, there's been a couple different paths I'd say so far, um, you know, after student works and, and graduating, uh, I really jumped into, um, corporate sales, um, office equipment sales for Sharp Electronics. You know, I really felt at the time, as much as I, I was enjoying the entrepreneurship uh, route, and, and, and I, I felt, you know, to be a great entrepreneur or business owner, you got to know how to sell. So I, I sales, um, developed those skills um, within the corporate environment, and that's why I, I, I got out of school. Um, you know, after a couple of years with, um, with Sharp, I uh, got involved in uh, new image services. Um, you know, and, and that was a, another tremendous experience early on in my career, um, just you know, growing that national paying program for Home Depot, uh, playing a key role in, in the growth of the business. Um, uh, yeah, building out uh, the revenue model and driving sales through the stores and um, that, that dealer network creating a commercial paying division uh, and another revenue stream. I mean, you know, this was all, all, um, you know, great exposure for me early on, you know, even, even being exposed to board meetings and strategic planning and just that uh, triple digit revenue growth was, uh, uh, you know, uh, something I was very, very uh, you know, just you know, excited to be a part of and, and try to take as much out of it as I could from a, from a learning perspective. Yeah, um, following, yeah. Just and just for our just for our listeners, uh, um, Sean Sean was the national account director and delivered sales of of six hundred percent growth over two years. So just monstrous, you know, growth and development, and uh, you know, was really a massive, massive undertaking. So just you know, that's that's what he was speaking of, and you know, doing you know, sort of in a startup mode. So and then and then, where did you decide to take your career, uh, Sean? Yeah, at that point, we were around kind of 2009, and then there was a lot going on. I was paying attention to kind of the bringing clean technology industry or renewable energy space. Um, There's a lot of government subsidy programs. Uh, the U.S. government at the time was very close to um, you know, approving a carbon tax, uh, which would have really exploded the energy uh, way. Um, so, so. Um, you know, based on my experience, I was willing to take some risk and um, get involved in some startup companies. Um, again, some of the success from New Image, I felt you know, 
bring a lot of that work ethic and systems and carry over into businesses. Uh, the first one I got involved with was called E-Time Energy. Right. This is very, you know, disruptive uh, technology. It was a liquid coating for glass. It blocked heat transfer in and out of windows to reduce um, heat gain, just lower energy bills, heating and cooling bills. So it was a retrofit product and it had huge potential. And we were talking to all the major players in the real estate space and um, really having very, very large disruptive role. I've had some great success there. Um, and then another one, uh, um, totally great. So this was a, a company with a technology and a food waste digester. So, so then the other was uh, was Totally Green. So this is a, another clean tech company with a food waste digester uh, product. So this was a, basically a kitchen appliance that you install in a commercial kitchen and, and instead of throwing food waste into a landfill or having it hauled away or stored in compost bins, which were dirty and had odors, you could just put food waste right into this machine and it would break down the food waste using microorganisms and aeration and create the liquid water put it down a drain. So this, again, was disruptive technology. Um, we had it in many high-profile hotel chains and sporting facilities like Air Canada Centre, Rogers Centre, uh, many shopping mall chains. So, yeah, it was uh, um, a, a big undertaking for me. Uh, I was brought in the third employee in the business. Uh, we only had two reference installs in the Greater Toronto area, and, and basically hit the ground running, um, grew the install base from zero to about 60 across Toronto. And uh, we even launched in New York City. Well, um, revenue zero to about three and a half million, um, just in, in kind of less than two years. And, and um, you know, I, I kind of built the sales process from the ground up. So right through from marketing and sales collateral through to a design process, uh, hiring more outside salespeople and some account managers and building an onboarding program and uh, managing people. So it was a, a lot, um, a lot of experience and, and, and a lot uh, of growth for myself in a short period of time. Um, worked very closely with, you know, senior leadership, with ownership, um, and even with e-time, I'm circling back, but with them, you know, even building business plans and presenting to potential investors in the business and, capital and um, so, so again they're they're both um, great opportunities to learn and grow and to really wear a lot of hats and, and learn a lot and um, and really carry forward that work ethic right yeah you know you're in a startup business sometimes you're working on borrowed money and, and there's a lot of urgency to, to perform and and um, I didn't shy away from that and took the challenge and yeah there, there was there was some some, some Good success, right? Absolutely, and and uh, um, and 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 there's there's really some excitement when you're working in this sort of state of the art, breaking ground, new opportunities. So I can I can totally see why that would be fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can imagine some of the conversations you're having with worldwide hotel chains. It's not when you put one or two systems in. It's we wanted to cross ten thousand properties. Um, these these were the conversations and and um that was uh, there was a lot of excitement um, myself and everyone involved so that was yeah that was a great experience
and then you move to zero footprint. Yes, yes, that was another um, clean technology company as well. Um, same idea, energy efficiency space. Uh, it was uh, a software company. They had uh, software that plugged into energy meters within buildings, and the software would kind of give um, tenants in the building feedback on their energy. You know, you could run competitions um, amongst floors around who could save the most energy, and you would get feedback um, through these software portals. And there's even a loyalty platform attached to it, so you kind of earn called it good coins, but they kind of like air miles, uh, right? To incent and motivate uh, behavior change around energy efficiency. Um, so. Yeah. So again, staying staying in that clean tech space. Uh, again, a, a very early stage company, um, where we yeah we, we we did have some growth in uh, in, the, in the real estate sector. And and what's 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 your sense looking? You know, obviously you've got quite a bit of experience, Sean. Really looking at um, the the clean tech opportunity moving forward, or or, or just just. You know, what do, what do you see as, you know, that, that, that marketplace, I guess, from an economic opportunity, but I know as, as well, many of the leaders as well as, you know, all of us are really caring as well, just from an, an environmental impact, you know, just making less and less of a negative environmental impact on the world. So how, how, do, you, how do you see uh, this, this, this whole space? Yeah, continue to, to stay close to it and to watch. Um, I think it's, you start you start to see it more in, in the media, and, and you start to see it more. Um, I guess becoming more and more more urgency around companies to act and to um, to, to make changes um, all the way through their supply chains, and you know, it starts with the Unilevers. I think that the big companies out there, you read their sustainability reports, and they're making huge investments in how they go about business, and um, there's kind of no 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 escaping it. I think every business has to look at uh, what they're doing and, and find ways to be more efficient and sustainable because um, you know, climate change is real. We're seeing weather patterns change and, and um, these create risks. Uh, they create risk for large companies uh, disrupting their supply chain and get product to market um, due to you know, environmental disasters, et cetera. Um, they're uh, having an economic impact as well. So I think early on in around 2010, when I was involved, it was more, Kind of corporate stewardship and do the right thing. And it, um, there wasn't maybe the the economic motivation, but I think that's starting to change. I think coming, you, know, you look at the insurance industry. There's there's huge a lot, a lot of money and, and, and risk around um, you know, the, the the payouts that uh, that are are caused by climate change. So um, it was becoming more of an economic driver, and I think um, I think that's where you see big companies start to change. Do and make investments. So, um, you know, I, I you know I've kind of stepped away and wanted to continue developing my skills, but I, I pay attention and you know, be another opportunity to re-enter that space. Uh, um, you know, in, in the near in the near future. Are you enjoying the episode so far? I'm sure you've heard the saying: "It's not what you know; it's who you know." I've always thought that saying was inaccurate. I believe more accurately, it's who you know, who think highly of you and would be willing to refer you. I want to let you know, I put together an amazing package for you. The four referability habits advantage. These habits are so powerful that when followed, they completely change the game for people and allow them 
to operate on a whole other level. If you're interested in getting your hands on the four referability habits advantage, just jump over to www.leaderspodcast.ca slash habits and download it for free. These habits will help you gain the respect of everyone you deal with so that you can land those important referrals in your life and business. Once again, just go to www.leaderspodcast.ca and download the four referability habits advantage. Now back to our leaders of tomorrow podcast. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting as well. And you see where government policies play an impact as well. I know, you know, you exited it, you know, just, just around the time where, 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 you know, Trump looked like he was going to get elected or, or all of a sudden the, uh, the, the, the new tax, which, which was, or tax rebates, which were going to be the carbon taxes were going to change that environment and have government in the United States fund more of this, uh, new investment, um, and new opportunities. It, it's, it's really fallen behind, unfortunately, you know, in that, in that development. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it has, but, um, I, I don't, I can't see it continuing. I think, you know, I think um, we're, everyone's becoming more aware and, and even corporations. I think it's, it's going, there's going to be a, another, another wave, another. No, 100%. And ultimately as well, there's no question in my mind, at least just the technology really, that really, it, it just also shows just how, how important it is that the, the technology is, is really winning. Right. And really creating real solutions that actually, um, you know, are more economic as well. Right. And you see more and more of that happening because, again, I watch, I read. I'm, I'm very, very interested in sort of understanding that that whole space. So. But uh, but I know you decided, uh, you know, uh, you know, close to five years ago to move on to a really, really enormous, uh, you know, brand leader, pure leader. You know, what what's that experience been like for you, Sean? It's it's been great. It's been exactly um, kind of what I needed at that point in my career. I just um, again, when you're in a startup, you're wearing multiple hats. You're um, you know, you're there's not the same level of resources. So, so, so getting involved with peer has been, um, been, been really good in terms of all the training they give you, and, and um, you know, there's there's a ton of resource support here. It's a large organization. Um, yeah, there's, there's, I would say there, there's really the, the, the structure and, and that I was looking for. And it's really exposed me to um, the number of large Fortune 500 companies that I manage, um, market companies. Um, so I can kind of grow my, 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 my skill set and my you know, drive to add value to, to customers. Curolator um, is an essential service. We are delivering. Um, companies' products uh, and services to their customers on a daily basis. So they rely on us, um, kind of like uh, very close to, to, to the economy in terms of um, products and goods moving around. So um, that's exciting because you know, every solution I put together for a customer uh, you know, has a direct uh, impact on your bottom line. It's cutting costs, growing mm-hmm. revenue, uh, have that impact. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and what what brands are you working with, uh, Sean? Oh, I mean, there's some big ones, <laughs> big Fortune 500 companies, like national ones. You know, my my vertical focus is in industrial products. Um, you know, you know, 3Ms of the world, big uh, appliance manufacturers like the, uh, 
from some very large healthcare customers as well. So I have a industrial product and then healthcare vertical. Um, these are all global players, multi-billion dollar companies. Um, so, so yeah, we've got very large spends with us and um, yeah, it's really helping kind of uh, add, add value and, and, and have them continue to invest and grow here later. Uh, um, no, that's yeah, no, that's that's awesome. And and for our young leaders, you know, in terms of a sales career, a lot of times, you know, um, you know, there's kind of two routes. You know, you, you know, Sean early on in his career, you know, chose to chose to chose to work. Um, you know, in in not, there are not that many organizations that really train people coming out of school. You know, Sharp, Canon, Xerox. Um, sort of a handful there are not that many people who really take that on um and then um you know moving into a, lo a lot of times they'll, they'll move into startups um and again those can go really great or they can not go so great right you know or they can really hit um you know and and grow and then also reward reward the people in the business but ultimately a huge spot for you know senior really really successful sales sales executives like Sean is with major organizations um and selling to other major organizations the compensation is the best. The solutions are the most complex. So they need really, really seasoned, uh, experienced, um, you know, really uh, wealth creators and 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 people who can really find the best solutions possible. So uh, so obviously working into that spot is really great for you at this point in your career. Yeah, hundred percent. It's um, yeah, it's it's been it's been it's been really good. It's been really really good at developing uh, kind of business to business. Um, sales profession. Yeah. And, and so, you know, thinking back, uh, you know, for, for, you know, when you join, when you join uh, student works, how did you know running a business was the right thing for you? What were, what were the signs for you, Sean? Um, I, I would say the biggest signs was just kind of trying to look at some of my, what I value, you know, uh, I think I, I do value control, uh, autonomy, um, creativity to make your own decisions. Um, I'm not afraid of hard work, you know, have a lot of drive. So just looking at that and, and, you know, seeing how those do typically align to, um, business owners and entrepreneurs, you can kind of have those values. Uh, so that stood out for me. Um, you know, the other thing I, I like about running my own business, um, I guess back to that control is just, you're, you're in control of building your own equity, um, your own wealth over time. Um, you know, maybe versus building it for someone else. Uh, so that was always um, uh, a big driver. And um, yeah, so I think just just being being able to to be to be in control of, uh, of of your earnings and what you're doing and, and your kind of your your long term uh, wealth development. Oh, great. And so, what have you what have been your biggest uh, failures or mistakes, and what did you learn from those? Yeah, failures. I, it's not a word I necessarily believe in or pay a lot of attention to. I think um, any mistake is, you know, as long as you learn from it, get up and move forward, it's, it's not a failure. Um, so, so, for me, I would say, looking back, there may have been a couple things that I may have done differently. I think the, the one that stood stood out for me when when I looked at it was um, just early on in my career being taking more time out uh, to try and really figure out kind of 
who I am, you know, what drives me, what I value in a role in a career um, before necessarily uh, making decisions. Um, I think, you know, I, I essentially fell into sales uh, early on. You know, my peers were doing it and I, I, I saw what, what, you know, what people were earning and learning and, and, and kind of just thought, thought that was the, the, the path for me as well. And without really reflecting on, on the alignment uh, with my values. Um, and when I say jump in, I mean, literally like skipped graduation, like you know, right into the, the, the corporate job and, and um, you know, didn't really uh, take much time out after school. So um, I, I would say, and, you know, and the other thing too, is when you're not a hundred percent clear on, on, on what your, your path is um, or what you value, I think you can, can um, when those in, inevitable periods of struggle uh, come up, you that's where you may start to question, you know, am I in the right career, am I doing the right thing? You know, and obviously that can kind of lower your focus, lower your energy. And, um, you know, I, I think um, um, I think it's, I would just say, you know, don't be afraid of you know, taking some time in career counseling. You know, I wouldn't you know, be afraid of career counseling. And I, I did work with a counselor at one point. And, you know, um, you know, when I had met with that person, my typical instinct was to sit down and let's let's plan for the future let's talk about you know how do we get to the next goal and she kind of challenged me just to take a step back and kind of go back from childhood and uh, to now and to where you're at where you're at now and just get clear on who you are and kind of what makes you tick and, and uh, what you value and you know from from those those meetings and, and that reflection I you know I, I ultimately turns out I am doing exactly what I'm meant to be doing, and you know, a lot of my values are being met in corporate sales and where I'm at in my career right now. So that's reassuring. And from this point forward, there's you know kind of no, there's no need to kind of you know, stop and question what I'm doing. Uh, I think I can move forward with more purpose and conviction. And I think you know, that's but to look back, uh, that would be a learning from maybe an early mistake that I that I made, just jumping in uh, kind of you know, without that, taking that time out to reflect. Yeah. It's, it, it, and, and I think that's a great, that's a great thing is, is one of the things that, you know, we really attract. Um, and if, you know, people want to be really powerful in their lives, they're, they're really attracting people who are drivers and they really drive for success. And sometimes, you know, you drive so much that you're actually forgetting what that direction is. And so, so, you know, really doing the soul search, you're really looking at, Hey, what do I really like to do? What things do I like? What, where do I really want to make a contribution? Because, you know, again, if, if, if work can seem a lot like play or work can seem something that you're really enjoying and you're really great at, then you're way more likely to excel. You know, and so so I can see how that's really worked uh, worked for you, right? You know, so that's just so huge. Um, so, um, you know, as you went from a you know teenager slash university student to you know really creating value in the full time world, Sean, what did you have to change about yourself? Yeah, I would say definitely um, one aspect would be don't don't go it alone. Um, you, you gotta you gotta take time to, to build relationships. Um, and you have to be able to collaborate with, with people. Um, you know, I, I've, a lot of my roles and, and even, especially my current role with Pure Later, I mean, there are in a given day, I could be relying on up to say 50 different people to uh, execute my, 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 
my job and people across different functional areas of the business. And um, yeah, you, you need to be able to um, have that relationship to, um, you know, work with them to, to motivate them and to, you know, get, get everyone working towards shared goals. Um, so if I, if I come to say one of my colleagues in, in billing, for example, I've got a customer, we've just got to deal with some invoices, et cetera. I need them kind of do some investigating, look into some background. And, you know, I always try to communicate well and just, you know, kind of approach it with the, the thought of, you know, what's in it for them, right? Like, what, right. why would they want to help? Right. Why would they want to help me in this situation? Um, or kind of just telling them what sitting with them and you know, understanding well, what are you measured on and kind of what motivates you and, you'll often find there's a shared goal. Like they, they also have a metric that they need to, you know, reduce the number of aging accounts, uh, whatever that, that metric is. And then there we go. We're aligned and we're moving forward and communication's clear. And um, you, you got to do that over and over again um, to, to achieve a higher purpose, a higher goal, especially in a large organization and in entrepreneurship as well. And that, you, right. you pick that up from student works right away. Same idea at the beginning of the season, right? It's all you, you're selling, you're marketing, and then all of a sudden you build a team and motivate them to execute. So um, definitely, uh, you know, transition that away, um, teenager. I mean, I was an only child, right? So that's Uh, a big big jump. Yeah, just getting into someone's world. And, And of course, as well, like, you know, being successful and really, um, succeeding in a, in a large organization like PureLighter, again, getting in other people's world is, I think, a huge success factor, I imagine, right? Just being able to, again, work with all the different groups, you know, and, and, and understanding each other, uh, or sorry, you understanding them uh, is the biggest thing, because, um, you know, if, if you can do that, then you can have a really big impact, you know, so, so that's, uh, that's, that's really great, uh, you know, great, great insight for our young leaders. And, and so, you know, if someone wants to do what you did and, and, and create the successful career that you have, Sean, what key habits would they want to steal from you? Yeah, I would say um, keep learning, keep growing. Um, take time to just identify, you know, gaps in, in your experience and your skill set. And then once identified, you know, invest, invest in yourself. Um, you know, I mentioned the career counseling, you know, I've, I've invested in a executive certificate from Schulich School of Business, for example. I volunteered in various training programs with Imperolator and other um, companies I've been with. And um, so I, I think that's that's really important. Um, you want to continually develop what I call specialized knowledge um, so that people in your company with customer base you, you as a thought leader, um, like a trusted advisor, someone they can turn to that has a lot of um, knowledge in, the, in a given area. Um, so you know, that's going to that's going to take that that learning uh, commitment on your part. Um, what else? I, and I'm going back to the hard work um, for sure. That one's that one's there. I mean, for me, I'm, most days I'm up at five a.m. I'm home at six or early mornings. Um, but again, that's you know, that's just kind of what's needed. And, you know, some other advice might be um, hard work's important all the time, but uh, it's even more important in the beginning when you're first joining something, you know, you're launching a business or even 
getting into a large organization or corporation is you um, want to put a ton of work in early on. You, you want to get noticed. You, you want to want to go above and beyond and ask for the mentorship uh, opportunities and um, gain trust in management very quickly um, so that, um, yeah, you're given more responsibility and uh, you know, really try to stand out and, and, and really, really put to use uh, that work ethic developed from uh, the student works experience i think that, that's a key time to apply absolutely i think i think you're, you're you're so right and 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 again you know when you join an organization really looking at the opportunity to come in and uh i think that's one of the things that student works offers people is is when they're joining organizations they're seen as potential really powerful leaders just because of what they've already done at such a young age. So, so already they've got this going for them, but no matter what, um, you know, going into an organization really, again, looking to put in lots of extra time and, and really set yourself apart, you know, and then, and then what ends up happening is, is people see that, wow, this person's really setting themselves apart. And then they just continue to expect it over, over years and in, in, in a period of time. And, it, and that, that, you're just able to live into that future that people see. So it's really kind of interesting how that works. So, so Sean, when you think of a leader of tomorrow, what comes to mind? Leader of tomorrow, uh, I would, I would say, you know, leader of tomorrow. There's a lot going on right now. Um, you know, out 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 in the business world, the economy, things are changing rapidly. Rapidly, we know there's a lot of, you know, technology and disruption out there. So, um, I think. A leader of tomorrow, I think, is someone that can kind of take that complexity and, and really um, simplify it and um, create a vision that is that is easy to understand and simple and um, easy for people to get get behind. I think I've worked with a few different leaders, and, and um, some of them have um, the visions. It's 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 almost too complex. It's it doesn't seem realistic or believable. And I just find that the best leaders just really can. And simplify complexity have a very clear vision statement and a clear direction of, of where business is going or the, uh, the end goal and uh, that just that excites people and gets everyone on, on the same page moving forward I think with yeah with the like I said with some of the changes out there today I think that's going to be more important than ever and just you know really bringing integrity to the leadership role will, will go a long way no, absolutely. And I love what you had to say about, you know, real, you know, the real power is, you know, simplicity on the other side of complexity. And and, and obviously you've worked in a, a lot of industries that really are dealing with really changing things. And, and, and how do we, again, create that simplicity on the other side of complexity, right? So no, that's really powerful. So so Sean, I really appreciate you know you spending time on our, our on our podcast and contributing back to our organization and the young leaders um, that that are listening to our podcast. So so thank you kindly, and I hope you have a fantastic day. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for having me on. Ah, uh, you betcha. Have a great day. Bye bye. Hey, leaders, we've got a ton more interviews like this one coming up in the next few weeks. So if you're listening and you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe to Leaders of Tomorrow. If you enjoy our content, please give us a share on your Facebook feed, or better yet, tell your three most driven and entrepreneurial friends about this podcast. 
so they can join us in discovering what set these powerful business leaders apart from the crowd at such a young age.